Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This week is our finale, I guess you could say, of our Crocodile and Alligator series. Uh, it's been a fun couple of weeks learning about these ancient cold-blooded killers, and this week we take it, uh, we take it home with a few attack stories. And you got one too, right, Dave? Yeah. All right, and I've got a couple as well. I feel like uh, someone could do like a whole podcast just about crocs and gators, so this won't be our last time covering them either. Oh, but we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode where we talk about them gators. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun episode, and I enjoyed doing it. I still feel like we didn't get to cover everything, so I, I, I do think we will revisit them sometime in the future. Okay. Uh, but I did, I did like the Two Toed Tom. Did you like him? Yeah, I, I like Two Toed Tom. It's a good story. I like those kind of stories that have like folklore and mythology mixed in with them. Yeah. But uh, as always, we are joined in the studio by Colonel Cheetor. Uh, Cheetor, what did you think about uh, Gators last week? Two-toed Tom. More like two-toed bitch. Jeez, Cheetor. <laughs> he has gotten a mouth on him, hasn't he? He sure does. <laughs> he must be at the teenage stage. Thinks <laughs> 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 he owns everything. <laughs> but Dave, we are at uh, episode 41 now. Oh hey! I feel like I feel like it was just uh, last week that we started this whole thing, and <laughs> now we're forty-one episodes into it. Yeah, we we'll have to have a big celebration for 50. fifty. Yeah, for fifty or fifty-two, I guess we could do it. But we're gonna have a, a one-year anniversary uh, episode for sure. Okay. But as always, we want to thank all of our listeners from around the world. Thank you for following us and helping us grow. Uh, we, I, like, I still like to think we have a small cult-like following. And if you enjoy the show, you're part of our cult, and you want to contribute, what you can do is go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever whatever it is now. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like, make, I don't really know. But go to one of those two, especially. But if you don't have that, go on another platform. Give us a rating. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show it really helps us get noticed and gain attention gain more listeners i i know it takes like 30 seconds but it means a lot to us so please do that if you can and dave so normally at this point i would be like hey we're gonna have a play that country challenge i think we're gonna scrap that uh is it because the globe is squeaky and falling (laughs) over (laughs) it really is it's leaning over at the moment we wore it out (laughs) it's in the corner of the studio right now and i feel like it might tip over at any moment it looks sad (laughs) (laughs) but uh i'm just too good and you're not gonna stump me (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to start using the moon (laughs) and we might we might occasionally pull it out if it fits like the theme of the episode or a story or something like that okay but for now it's on hiatus i mean i could do i could do it where i uh, pick a country and you try to find it maybe we'll do that at some point oh man yeah let's 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 but i don't i don't want to make north america and i'll get it (laughs) stick to north (laughs) but i don't want to make dave look silly (laughs) so we're gonna kind of it's on hiatus let's say that maybe it'll make a return maybe maybe it won't i don't know but for now what do you say we begin with our first story let's do it and this story, it's it's kind of a popular one. I, I'm not sure. I think it is, but uh, there's there's a documentary about it, hmm. so I would say that's on the popular side. Yeah, and you can find it on YouTube. On YouTube, it's called Kadoma, and I'll put up the link to it on the description. Uh, so I and I got my info info from the documentary and several articles about this. Okay. Let's get started. Let's meet a couple of guys. Let's meet Ben Stooksbury. He is 32 from Mount Shasta, California. And Chris Korblick, he is 24 from Rogue River, Oregon. And Ben and Chris are both world-class kayakers. Like extreme kayakers. Uh, The two met in 2002 at a kayak convention (laughs) (laughs) 
and became good friends after that. And mm-hmm. they would travel the world going on whitewater adventures. They've already been to India, Pakistan, Bhutan, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Mexico, Canada, and in the U.S., they're just kayaking rivers everywhere. Gee. Uh, they've plunged 100-foot waterfalls, confronted dangerous animals, and slept on dirt floors in remote villages. Mm. That is ex- as extreme kayaking as you can get. Yeah. Uh, in October 2010, they decided they want to embark on a new destination. They want to kayak on the rivers in the jungle of the Congo. Oh, for a second there, I thought you'd say they were going to kayak down Mount Everest or something. <laughs> Knowing <laughs> well, these guys, they might. Extreme kayakers are nuts. Extreme, oh, yeah. Those, the people who do extreme athletic stuff like that, there's there's a bit of a crazy thing in their brain. Yeah. I mean, give them credit. That, like the adrenaline rush. It's like they're... Yeah, they, something shut off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they feed off that adrenaline. It's there. Some of them are, like, addicted to the adrenaline. Like, yeah. you can be addicted to anything. So, they're addicted addicted to adrenaline yeah. rushes. Um, that's cool. It makes entertainment for some of us. Yeah. So, yeah, they go into the jungles of the Congo, and it's actually the Democratic Republic of the Congo is the country's official name. Mm. But Ben and Chris are, like I said, they're professional kayakers. Ben took up kayaking at Southern Oregon University. That's a, that's an actual degree you can get? Or and it's not a degree. <laughs> he just, he just, I majored in kayaking. <laughs> it could be like the new hipster thing. Uh, yeah. I majored in kayaking, bro. <laughs> nice. I'm going to find a wife that majored in basket weaving. <laughs> uh, uh, after graduating in uh, math and geology, so that's what he majored in. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were just talking about how much we hate math right before this. Huh? Yeah. No wonder he's addicted to adrenaline. You got to have something if you're doing math. Yeah. But geology is cool. <laughs> Uh, math sucks, but geology is cool. And he he formed a film company and made his made nine kayaking films. Wow! And then we have Chris who uh, sat in a kayak before he could walk, and he studied microbiology at Oregon State, but left in 2006 to pursue his whitewater adventures. Oh. I bet that didn't go over well with his parents. <laughs> Maybe not. Mom, Dad, I'm <laughs> dropping out of college. I've always wanted to just surf on the or kayak on the white water. <laughs> that maybe be how it was. I don't know. <laughs> I'm following my dreams like a river. <laughs> uh, so they're no schlubs. That they really know what they're doing. They're, I guess you could say. I don't know if there is professional kayakers, but these guys are professional. Kayakers. Oh, you make a profession out of anything. Look at YouTube. You can, you can do anything. That's I'm true. a professional opening things up and and, and displaying toys. You know. That's, <laughs> hey, well, I mean, I'm not really, but I mean, that's what some people are. And hey, we're professional podcasters. Hey, hey yeah. See, <laughs> mom, I'm dropping out of school. I'm going to be a well, podcaster. Be podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty much what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, you I, I, I did. I did. I finished yeah, you, school. You I did in math, and no, <laughs> definitely not math. <laughs> <laughs> I've made um, uh, I've made like a hundred bucks on this podcasting thing so far. It's working out quite well for me, mom and dad. Hey, it takes a while. You got to keep investing. <laughs> <laughs> but I like doing it, so that's what matters. Yeah. Hey, at least it doesn't cost money like this college. That's true. That's yeah. true. All right, let's continue. Uh, uh, when traveling to a new place, it's a good idea to have a guide. That's where we meet another guy named Hen- Hendrik Coetz- Coetzee, C-O-E-T-Z-E-E. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He is 35, and he's from he's a South African native, and he, he's actually pretty famous within the kayaking community. Huh. He is known for leading expeditions throughout Africa. Uh, he goes by Hendry. His, okay. His name's Hendrik, but he goes by Hendry. Hmm. Uh, and he has been on the rivers, um, and Ben and Chris want to, to kayak, so he is kind of the perfect choice for a guide for him. Uh, so Ben and Chris emailed Hendry asking for his services. Hendry was actually focusing on other things other than kayaking at the time, 
but said he would help them with their journey. He wrote up an itinerary. He wanted to help them write. A, he wrote up an itinerary for them, kind of told, like writing out where to go and how to do things. But while he was writing out, he found himself organizing an adventure he didn't want to miss. Oh, so he signed on, and he signed on as a paid guide. Nice. Uh, at this time. Hendry is in a long-distance relationship with a woman named Juliana. Hmm. He told Juliana this is his last expedition and planned on traveling uh, to, or planned on her, she planned on traveling to see him. He's actually living in Uganda. Oh, okay. Yeah, seem, I, don't, I don't know what he's doing there. Doing things like this, I guess. Hmm. But they, they made plans to meet up on the New Year's and they, she was going to fly in, and they were going to have a romantic adventure. I don't know. Oh, all right. There was this one article I, I found, and it was... We could have done seriously done a whole episode just on Hendry alone. Hmm. There was that much detail. So I got a little bit from that, but I'm not going to go over his whole life story and how he met her. Oh, actually, he met her... They had, like, a one-night stand, and then they, it became a thing after that. <laughs> nice. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I kind of want to... Right now, I want to kind of want to put over how dangerous kayaking is, especially this extreme kayaking, and not only the wild animals to worry about, but the the rapids. Yeah, uh, they can they can get really bad, and then you have waterfalls. Uh, so many things can go wrong. And then in Africa, in this part of Africa, you add in civil war and the threat of being shot while on the river. So yeah. just throw all that in there. Oh, and not to disclude us, storms and inclement weather thing. There's so many things. Yeah. So it's a super dangerous sport on its own. And now do that in a war-torn area and rivers that people don't go through and dangerous animals. That's life in the Congo. Yeah, wow. And so this expedition is actually sponsored by Eddie Bauer. Huh. They're a clothing company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, they do a lot of things. Yeah, they do a lot. You're right. They do it's a lot like of things. It's like they name brand everything. I want to say they had a certain uh, car, too. They like, teamed up with GM and had an Eddie Bauer version Interesting. of it. Interesting. I didn't know Suburban that. or something. Hmm. Yeah, they, it, they, were, they were stamping their name on anything. Like, right. uh, like what's her name? Uh, Martha, Martha Stewart at one point, you know? <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. But uh, Ben and Chris plan on video, they're recording this whole trip. And they also plan on reporting back info they find on war-torn villages in effort to help out. Hmm. So I guess Eddie Bauer's trying to do some good here. Uh, whether they had permission from the government to run the rivers is a bit fuzzy. Hmm. <laughs> But the the whole trip is to last two months. That's the plan. Uh, ben and Chris meet Hendry for the first time, and they begin their journey. They leave sometime in late October. And I'm not going to go over everything I, they do, but so I'm just going to kind of hit on a couple highlights. Uh, they start at the White Nile River in Uganda, spending two weeks on the river. Hmm. And they they had to bribe border guards to let them into the Congo. Gee. They're, uh, they're on the eastern border of the Congo right now, so next to Uganda. Yeah, they had to bribe people to get through. Wow. And then they evaded guards at a dam, and they, uh, to, they evaded them and snuck into the water. So... <clears throat> Luck has been on their side so far. Like, they got stopped and pulled over and be like, no, you can't go through. And then a little while later, they just snuck through and <laughs> and just took off on their kayaks. And the guards were like, eh, I guess they got away. They're probably going to die anyway. They're probably going to die anyway. So. But uh, uh, all three are getting along very well. And Hendry is becoming very close with Ben and Chris. I mean, nice. You would think so. He'd be spending that much time with somebody. Yeah. So you would hope you get along. Yeah. It's probably like digging coal together, you know? You become blood brothers. <laughs> but let's skip ahead now a bit. The men start another section of their journey and go to Lake Tanganyika. 
That sounds familiar. Oh, good. I'm glad that I was, that was going to be my next question. Does that ring a bell for you, Dave, huh? Yeah, what, is, what was well, that Okay, one? well, hold on. So maybe this does... Uh, <laughs> so maybe this also rings a bell for you. They be, After the lake, they, they run the Ruzizi River. Does that ring a bell? No. Let's go two episodes back. Those are both home to... Gustav. Okay. Lake Tanganyika and the Ruzizi River. Home to Gustav, who at this time is supposedly alive because he was last seen in 2015, allegedly, of Mm. course. So keep just keep Gustav in mind. Now this isn't really a Gustav story, but it could be. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh so they, they got through that area without any incidents. Then they spend the night of December 5th in a village on the... They now moved into the Lukuga River. Lukuga River. Yeah, I think my handwriting's terrible, dude. <laughs> I think that's right. So we're going to go with that. They hang out in the village. They share stories with the villagers. They drink local moonshine. And... On this night, Ben and Chris, they go to bed. Uh, Hendry was somehow, I have no idea how, able to log on to Skype. And he starts text messaging his girlfriend, Hmm. Juliana. And she's in Italy at the time. And I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how he got internet, but he did. And they texted for an hour and talked about them reuniting on New Year's. They were like, oh, I can't wait to see you, stuff like this. Um, So the next day, while on the river, they noticed a 12-foot crocodile on the bank. This is the biggest one they've seen yet. But Hendry taught the guys what to do. They would have to stay in a tight formation close to each other if they saw a crocodile or a hippo, because hippos mm. are in this river as well. And they would, so they'd get in a t- uh, tight formation and then they would accelerate as a group and try to outrun it before it got too close. And Hendry was a optimist, optimist, you know, type of guy. He's like, oh, he always told the guys to never panic, hmm. which is a good idea. Yeah. It makes sense. Nothing happens this day. And so on the nighttime, they stayed in the village of Niemba. Uh, there, they asked locals about uh, what the IRC, the International Rescue Committee, what they could do to help the area. The guys heard answers like more food, clean water, you know, more clothing, Hmm. things you can imagine that they would say. But then a smaller fellow looked at them in the eyes and said, crocodiles. Hmm. I guess in this area, over the past 20 years, there have been 125 confirmed deaths from crocodiles. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, I think that's more than any other area that I've found so far. Gee. All right. The very next day, on December 7th, they were on the, well, you recognize that day, I'm sure. It was Pearl Harbor. Oh. <laughs> different different year. But I was yeah. thinking Crocs again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of led you off on that one. Anyway, December 7th. Uh, They were on the river when they spot some small crocs on the bank, and they see that they slip into the water. So they grouped up and paddled hard like Henry told them to. Ben on the right, Chris on the left, and Henry in the middle, but slightly behind them. They were so close that they had to pay attention to not run into each other. Hmm. They move about 250 yards further in a a channel less than 20 feet wide when Chris caught a flash of motion in his peripheral vision. And he's wearing a GoPro at this time, too. I think they had GoPros in 2010, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was wearing an early GoPro. They had them when we were in San Diego. So, so, yeah, that would have been even, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, at least three to six. Okay. Yeah, somewhere in there. All right. So yeah, he has his GoPro. Chris turns around and saw a gaping pair of jaws arc out of the water. The jaws grab Hendry on the Gee. shoulder and pulls him into the water. Wow. Grabs the shoulder and not the kayak? That's Grabs crazy. him by the shoulder. Jeez. Pulls him out of the kayak. And so you don't there's actually there's footage of this. Wow. But you you get a peripheral type vision because it's coming from uh, was it Ben? I think it was Ben. But uh, so the actual attack, you don't see the actual attack happen. And I think they actually cut. I swear I've seen actual footage of it, like in other videos. But in the documentary, I think they cut it. Huh. So you don't see it. But I swear I've seen it before. Hmm. But uh, all you see is splashes and that's it. Ben and Chris, who could have done absolutely nothing to prevent this, they start paddling, and you can. This is like from the documentary, and you can see, and they're like, "Oh no!" They're just—they don't know what to do. Oh. And all you can see is a turned-over kayak. Hendry oh. is never seen or found again. Oh wow! That's crazy. Here is a quote from Ben. Let's get a quote. Hendry yelled, oh my God, I thought it was a joke. It was the initiation. It wasn't a scream. It wasn't desperate. It was this weird statement of fact of reality. I turned around and saw this massive fucking crocodile bigger than anything we'd seen. And I didn't understand how something this big could have come out of the river without us having any inkling. Gee. So Ben and Chris paddle another mile till they get to a village uh, named Kobia Magia, maybe. Uh, locals initially ran from the two frantic white guys, but they... Uh, use the universal sign language for crocodile jaws. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and the locals don't have any water boat. Well, the locals figured out what they were talking about. And they're, they don't have any water boats or boats in general to go upriver to search for Hendry. Ben and Chris get on a satellite phone, and I don't ever find out who they're talking to, but they tell the person over the phone what happened. There, he's like, Hendry was just taken by a crocodile. Jeez. I mean, yeah. Uh, then twenty minutes later, with the entire village of several hundred people uh, amassed on a bridge and around them. Uh, then you see Hendry's red kayak floating into view hmm. and really no damage to the kayak. Gee. They were able to rope it in and bring it in. All of his stuff was still there. Wow. Um, everything but him. Then in the documentary, the guys talked to uh, the camera four days uh, after this happened, and they're still really shooken up, understandably. Oh, bad. So the whole film they were filming while on this adventure actually turned into a film about Hendry, which makes mm, sense. Yeah, uh, It's pretty good. And like I said, I'll put up the link below and I encourage everybody to watch it. It's really good. Uh, and in nothing I read, did they mention Gustav as a culprit? I added that. Mm. <laughs> but it makes sense because he was... Could be, yeah. This happened close to the waters he's been seen in. So who knows? Maybe it was Gustav. Yeah. Wow. And the, the guys only get a quick look at the croc that took Hendry. Like, barely. It happens. Dave, it happens so fast Gee. in the video. You can kind of time it out. It, like, you don't... You just boom and done. That's crazy. Yeah. And they, they said it was massive. It had They said it had uh, to be big to grab Hendry and hold him underwater, life jacket and all. Was wow. it Gusov or was it just another large croc? Nobody knows. Hmm. So the very next, the day after it happened, let's meet back up with Juliana. 
the girlfriend. I know. Uh, Juliana logged on to Facebook and started noticing some weird things about Hendry on there. Uh, And then a friend sent her a link from a news report sharing what happened. Uh, Here's a quote from Juliana. I went to pieces. I stayed in my house for the next two days and cried. For the first week, I held out hope he would somehow come crawling out of the river somewhere. Mm. Obviously, that does not happen. Mm. Now, Hendry's remains were never found. But on January 7th, 2011, there was a memorial held in Jinga, Jinja, Uganda for Hendry. Uh, Ben, Chris, Juliana... Uh, and other people close to close to him, uh, and as well as some local villages who knew him, uh, they placed uh, written messages to him in a wooden raft, and they set it ablaze and floated it into the river, so like a, a funeral fire pyre. Um, during the funeral, locals shouted out a name, and that name, which uh, kind of comes into English as a man who showed so much bravery in life. And they shouted Kadoma, which mm. happens to be the name of the documentary. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Dave, what'd you think of that? That's crazy. It really is. and I mean, it's really sad. Hendry was, by all accounts, a great guy. And I, I purposely added the stuff in about Juliana to make it a little more hard yeah. to do that. Gee, I wonder if, you know, it sounds like they're bribing security guards. And, you know, we always think of them as like uh, saying, hey, you can't come into this country, you know, kind of a thing. But there's probably, they're probably like, no, uh, people aren't allowed to go in here because it's dangerous. For a reason. Dude, what if I pay you 50 bucks? <laughs> you going to let me cross? Let, let me cross? Don't tell your superiors. Uh, you're just, oh, sure. <laughs> like, pay someone money hey you mind if i jump off this building uh you, you it's not safe i'll pay you if i can oh, all right fine whatever it's, it's like oh, i don't know i wonder if it's, maybe they probably couldn't speak the language maybe so it's like i don't know but <laughs> like uh you know going to this crocodiles oh dude uh, we would gotta go to the white rafting you know they did maybe they didn't understand the danger it sounds like i don't know because well, uh, maybe you, that's Hendry, what they were is aware he's a he knows uh-huh. what's going on and he but he's from up. uganda not the dim- the Congo. <laughs> no, I, right next door, Dave. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but Ben said he he wished he wasn't such a coward, and he oh. wishes he could have done something. But in reality, there's literally yeah. absolutely nothing anybody could have done. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. All right, so I got a little bit more to this story. There's a little bit more. Uh, so a year later, Ben and Chris went back to where the attack happened. They went there to help in the aid of the of crocodile human conflict in the area. They brought some specialists uh, with them to try and capture large crocs to relocate them. And this is another. They made another documentary out of this one. Huh. You can find it on YouTube. And it's kind of, they just kind of use Ben and Chris, the specialists use them to kind of tell them what happened. They're, I feel like they're just there for effect, hmm. but they do help out a little bit. Uh, and in they do end up catching a large croc, but they they thought it was too small to be the one they were looking for. Oh. And they, they made a, a trap, kind of like they did with Gustav, oh, yeah. but not as, like, not as big of a trap, I guess you could say. Hmm. Um, maybe they were actually hunting for Gustav. Nobody hmm. knows. <laughs> I like to think that they are. Yeah. I like to think that it's Gustav. <laughs> So that is a crazy story and a sad one. Yeah. What, did, you, did you like it though? Yeah. I, that was crazy. That was one of the stories that was another one kind of like I, I, I knew about that story before we started this podcast. I'm like, I'm telling that story sometime. Hmm. So yeah, yeah it was... is a good story, but and I, I recommend everybody watch it just to. And I'll I'll touch on more of this in a little bit. You know what? Okay, let's just continue. Let's keep <laughs> okay. going. I got a little more on that in a minute. Okay. And so before we get to another story, I want to go over, how about, let's go over some stats. All right. 
We haven't done that yet. And I found this website called Crocbite. And it's basically a crocodile, alligator, caiman attack database. Hmm. And it's pretty great. Huh. I found this like a few years ago, and I would periodically check it out just to see what was going on. But they have a database of every croc gator caiman attack ever recorded. Wow. Allegedly, you know, there's obviously no, missing okay, some, yeah. but uh, it tells where it tells like where the attack happened, time of day, was it fatal, non-fatal, um, age of the victim, sex of the victim, every stat they can think of and what they they put on the website. Huh. So curious, uh, are there more females than males attacked? No, <laughs> males are attacked more. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if I have that. I've got stats written down. I can't remember oh, there. So let maybe because we're more stupid, we go in we're, the water. We're, 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 <laughs> no, I was thinking about it. Like we're in the male. The men go out hunting and fishing. Yeah, and they're doing more of that work in a lot of these er- yeah. remote villages areas. So that's part of it. Okay, but um. And so according to their stats, which they admit aren't 100% accurate, they admit it, mm. and they, but they still have the best database and know more than anyone else, and I'll, I'll take them for their word on most things. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that aren't recorded, but... Yeah. Yeah. But according to their database of over 4,500 uh, 4, attacks, more than half are fatal. Wow. More than half. Gee. I mean, it was slightly more than half, but more than half. And wow. I, that's what I said at the beginning of the series is that about it's about 50-50, and that seems to be accurate. Mm. Oh, okay. I got it right here. So victim sex out of the 40... So this is all out of 4,500, we'll say. Okay. So uh, the victim sex uh, male is uh, 3,300 3, of that 45. Oh, Okay. Uh, and then women are a thousand, and then there's there's a bunch of unknowns too huh. that they list. The, um, species responsible for the most attacks. Now this is interesting. Hmm. They actually have salties having the most, huh. and they have them at uh, twenty two hundred. Wow! And then Niles come in at second at twelve hundred. The mugger crocodile comes in at third at 423. Hmm. The American crocodile comes in fourth at 279. And then the alligator comes in Hmm. at 246. So American croc has just a few up on the gator. And then the uh, Morlet's croc is at 91. And then I wanted to add this. The black caiman is at 87. Okay. Uh, those are the top species with the most attacks. All right. And now, like I said, all of it's, you know, this is the best we, information we have. It's, yeah. a, it's an ish to it. Um, it even says the activity, like the person is doing while they are attacked, like swimming, fishing, bathing, collecting water. Wow. Or on a boat. Um, so now countries with the most attacks. Oh, okay. This is good. Um, number one, what do you think? Uh, I'd say with salties, India. Close. They're second. Oh. Indonesia is first. Okay. And, and then India is second. India has salties and the mugger. All right. Malaysia is third. The United States is fourth. Wow. Yeah. That one surprised me, too. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Fifth is Mexico. Hmm. Right? And then everything after that is just a load of African countries. Oh, Because there's a ton of African countries. Oh, so even Australia's not in there, huh? No, no. Oh, interesting. Because the the Salties only live in the northern part of Australia, and they're pretty... There's not that many people in Australia, if you think about it. There's more people in California than Australia. So... They uh, they just don't attack that much, and Australians are smart and they're wary, you know. Mm. And it's a first world country, so they have things to get away from them. Yeah. But uh, according to Crocbite, in 2018 there were 309 attacks. 
uh, recorded attacks that made it to the website. Well, these are recorded attacks that made it to the website, so probably more, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so, so far in 2019, you want to know how where we're at? Hmm. There have been 90 attacks. Wow. Um, 51 have been fatal. 39 non-fatal. Hmm. And none in the U.S. So I don't, I don't know how we're fourth on that list, but whatever. More, more of them are fatal then. Yeah. Gee. So it's over 50% They're fatal according. More dangerous. <laughs> They're evolving. <laughs> the, the last attack the website has is from March 22nd. Uh, a salty attacked a man while fishing in Indonesia. It was a non-fatal attack and the man survived but if you're interested in this like i said like like i am just, i i really recommend you check this website out i'll put a link to it on the description but you can search you can search through anything it's really cool and it, it really puts over how dangerous and deadly crocs and gators really are man yeah. but it's a really cool website i'm I'll, i recommend everybody check it out and as you can tell they're they are much more dangerous and account for a lot like triple the number of attacks than sharks Mm. You have a big fear of sharks, right? And yeah. I, like I've said before that, like if if I had to pick one animal that scares me more than any, it's a croc, dude. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> this year, Nile crocs are actually in the lead oh. with the most attacks, with forty-four. And salties are in second with thirty nine. <laughs> this is starting to feel like we ought to do a uh, uh, what do you call it? bracket for like a fantasy <laughs> crocodile or something. Let's, we should make a list and like who's, who's going to win the most attacks during the yeah. year? The final four. Who will it be? <laughs> we could. That could be a, that could be kind of fun, like an office bracket or office yeah. betting pool. Yeah, and you put like which crocodile species will kill the most and from where? <laughs> and at the end of the year, we'll put a well, so the winner gets a thousand dollars nice <laughs> but yeah uh, the crocs and salties make up for 83 of the 90 attacks this year gee uh so it's pretty much so as you can tell just from those numbers alone so you're telling me i'm safe right you're safe <laughs> we, we, we are don't go there <laughs> we are in salt lake city you are safe <laughs> wait but it's salty, <laughs> salty. someone might Nothing someone might bring the indigenous uh salties to the salt to the gray salt lake <laughs> <laughs> all they're gonna have to feed on is brine shrimp yeah. or, or humans or humans maybe. the humans that'll go to it oh I, dude i don't think i've ever swam in the great Salt Lake, and I've lived here for 30 years. I did once. It wasn't really swimming because you waited so in it. Gross. Yeah. Well, you go in there and you float, so it's like you just kind of go in there, waist deep, and then whoop, drop down. Yeah, that's true. Man, you float so high, it's crazy. All right. Well, let's let's go oh, back to okay, Crocs. Sorry. <laughs> but so as you can tell, almost all the attacks are salties and Niles. They mm. are by far the most dangerous. So, Dave, you brought a story for us. Yeah. So, let's... Why don't you share that? Okay. Well, I've got a couple things that we could talk about. Let's let's go with... Hmm, let's see. Let's go with uh, South Carolina. In fact, this is even some statistics on this. Okay. Um, uh, apparently, in South Carolina, there's been a, a more growing trend of alligator attacks. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another. Th- so that's another thing I wanted to add. So, attacks from crocs and gators, like almost all animal attacks right now, they've been on the rise because you know, we're encroaching yeah. in their areas. Mm-hmm. So that plays a big part. So I just want to add that. Keep yeah. Going. Keep going. I mean, I think we even covered this one. Uh, there was a 45 year old elementary school teacher with us killed by a nine-foot alligator. I think we talked about that back during the recent animal attacks. Right, maybe. Because that was in 2018. Um, protecting your, she was protecting your dog. Yeah, 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 we did talk about that. So you know, they say that fatal alligator attacks are rare. You know, which is true. It, it could be understandable because there's there's a lot of small alligators. You know. So yeah, I think and, I had that somewhere, but there's. I, we talked about it last week. So gator attacks, there's less chance of fatality than with crocodiles. Okay, yeah. We we mentioned that last week. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, but yeah, like like you said, there because we keep encroaching. You know, they've been building homes where the alligators usually were. There's now more interactions with it. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there was another guy who was walking, or sorry, another lady was walking her dog along a uh, lagoon. The golf course sounds like another one we talked about. I swear you know, we did. Where the dog survives. The, she, yeah. You know, she's like 
because the she goes after the dog and she's like, no, 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 and then the, yeah, it gets we her did instead. We talk about that one. We had you that whole story. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember. And that was which a gated episode. community, but <laughs> yeah. just, and I can't remember which episode that was, it, but we did talk about. Yeah, it. I mean, it's crazy. It, it, there's just more going on there. Florida has the most. So here's some of the statistics. Okay. Florida has the most human inter- alligator interactions at 24 deadly alligator attacks since 1948. See, that doesn't seem like very many. It, no, it doesn't. But 14 of those, which is over half, have been in the last 20 years. Okay. So, so there's, it's, it's more increasing. Frequent. Yeah. Yeah. There's about 10 alligator bites a year, you know, in 2018. Or sorry, in twenty, in twenty ten, um, where there was an average of eight in nineteen eighty. There's not much of an increase yeah. there, but still happens. Um, said the yeah the last one that was recorded was in was uh, a, a lady walking two dogs in South Florida. You know her body was found later. You know yeah we we covered that story. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the, the, this is the one we covered. Bonnie Walker, I think she was ninety years old. She well, we we briefly mentioned that's it. the one. Yeah, we briefly mentioned that one. We did talk about that one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they, they just they they keep happening even though they're they are kind of rare. But and and consider this that there are at least there's an estimated hundred thousand alligators in South Carolina alone. No. So having that many alligators, having so many people. It, it is it's even though even issues. though there's more a rise in the attacks, there's still your chances are good right. <laughs> are pretty rare of it happening, you know. So because you know we've we've talked about alligators just aren't they're not as aggressive as right. a crocodile. That being said, though, I, I remember. Uh, in fact, there was another story. The other story I was going to talk about was um, there was a teenager. Um, she she goes to I believe it was in Florida. She was from Texas, I think, and she goes to visit family in Florida. Um, and but she's kept wanting to swim. Um, they're like, no, no, you better not. But so anyway, at night she sneaks out, goes skinny dipping. By herself? Yeah. Who can skinny dip? Well, apparently, uh, unless maybe, maybe she met was, someone. Maybe there was a boy there. That he he got scared and ran. You know <laughs> who knows? But yeah, she was twenty years old. Um, and then, so she goes at night, and then next morning they found her body dead in the lake. Really? Yeah. That victim of alligator, so they bit her arm off, you know, and Whoa. swam away. But uh, she, she was just in town visiting her grandparents, so it was... That's... It, it, it happens, you know, it's weird. It can happen on... Yeah, and speaking of the skinny dipping, too, I saw there was a YouTube video of an alligator attacking a couple that was skinny dipping in their pool. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the video. It's weird. They had, like, a, a security cam. Oh, okay. But what's funny is... What I was thought was Was the gator funny. in there before? No, oh, you see it, it go in, you see, and it goes straight for them. Really? Yeah. What was funny, though, is it seemed like... They were, they were younger, I think, and so they think they knew exactly how to skip the security cam because there's a <laughs> there's a, a umbrella uh, mm-hmm. that's closed, but it's sticking straight up in the middle of the security cam, and that's exactly where they were <laughs> in the pool, right behind the, that thing. So you couldn't see them, and all of a sudden you see this. It's funny because you can see the alligator crawls right up, and all of a sudden <laughs> lunges in the pool, and you see then you see them pop out from behind the umbrella, and the guy jumps out of the pool <laughs> while the girl's still in. <laughs> They're swimming away, and then you see the alligator all of a sudden boom burst the speed of uh, swimming and go at her again. She's like, ah! Whoa. And then some other guy who came, some other guy, yeah, who was just watching them. I couldn't. It was hard. It was. It was and they must have been having Skipping some party some, or something because uh, okay. they had. He came from the other side of the pool to help her out, and it was. It was hard to tell. It looked like either he, either he didn't have his swim trunks on and was skinny dipping <laughs> too, some in the spa maybe or something, or it was like he just pu- pulled up part of his trunks because you could see his butt, <laughs> you know. But it, I don't, it, I don't know if it was fully exposed or not. That's but anyway, funny. yeah. So he goes to try to help her, but yeah, it's like, oh, the guy f- freaks out and ditches the girl in there. <laughs> Every man for himself, you know. But yeah, it was only, it was only like, it looked like it was only maybe six feet, same as no, a human, still. you know. But yeah, it was that was aggressive still, it was for it. Just scary. Just, just go, goes in, uh-huh. lunges, and they they're like ah, and then just try and hurry and get out of the pool. <laughs> That was crazy. Well, Dave, now that we're on the topic of videos, I got a couple things to oh, okay. talk about. 
and so I'll put this on the link on the link as well. Uh, but in November 2017, let's quickly meet a man, and not just a man, he is a shaman. Ooh. And he claims to have the power to control crocodiles. Wow. And to prove this, he hops into Lake Kutia in Indonesia. The lake is known to be infested with crocodiles. Uh, so the shaman, and this is in video, so the shaman is in about neck deep water, a few yards from a dock. And he is being recorded, and there is an audience here to watch all of this. I don't, I don't know how long he was in there for, but I'm guessing not very long. Mm. And after a bit, the shaman puts his arms out like he's commanding crocodiles. Huh. And you don't see crocs, but he he looks to the he looks to be commanding them. He puts his head underwater and remains still for a bit. I don't know why. Uh, then he quickly rises. And it looks like he might have felt a croc nudge him or something. That's what I mm. the impression I got. And then he begins swimming fast to the dock. Oh. Uh, and he's maybe a yard away from the dock, and you see, and then all of a sudden you see splashes, and then the man disappears underneath. Oh. People are, are looking around like, what was that? Did, did did he just dive underwater? What happened? Then after about 15 seconds, you hear and see the people kind of be like, what's go what's happened? And they start panicking. The video is the video is only like four minutes long, but uh, after two minutes, the shaman is still not come up. Oh wow. A croc that you you never actually really see, despite the the good camera angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened so quick, and the shaman is gone in an instant. Jeez. And it's it's a crazy video. There is there's no blood or anything. The croc grabbed the shaman and and drowned him. That's mm. that's what they do. Uh, and that's what's scary about crocodile attacks. It starts out of nowhere and ends. In an instant. Jeez. Like what happened to Hendry. Out of nowhere. It ends wow. in an instant. Same with this shaman. But uh, his body was eventually found and was and it was not eaten. Huh. Crocs don't always kill for food. Maybe territorial. Or it just felt like killing. I don't Jeez. know. Either way, I'm going to say a person must have a, a screw loose to actually think they can control crocodiles. Yeah, or in his defense, maybe it was a caiman that got him and not a croc. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, my powers don't work on caimans. <laughs> that must have got me. Well, it, it wasn't because it was in Indonesia. <laughs> but people people in the comments section of the video, they, they thought he was pretty stupid, too. Many people said... <laughs> Uh, many said this was like Darwinism at its finest, <laughs> but I, I do recommend people watch it. it. It's not gruesome, so if you're not into the gruesome stuff, that's fine because it's not gruesome. But it just puts over how Crocs are so quick and then mm. gone. Yeah. So you don't see blood or anything, but. Uh, all right. So before we get to our last story, I want to mention one more video because the last one's kind of sad. Hmm. So, I want to put over something funny. Uh, it's a prank video. Prank video. <laughs> and I'll, I'll put the link up on this one, too. <laughs> but these guys, these guys made a remote control alligator head. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and oh, they scare the shit out of some people. <laughs> I don't know where they are exactly. It never. I, I couldn't figure it out. But it doesn't even look like it's in an area where gators are. <laughs> oh. But sounds like one of those uh, things in South America, you know, those stupid shows where they're like, hey, put this in the pool and then swim up to someone, some unsuspecting person, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, it, it's, it's so funny to see people's favorites people's reactions to this. Mm. My favorite, my absolute favorite was this dude. He went off a rope swing. 
And then the people are kind of hiding behind bushes and they're controlling the gator head and they're making it go at them. And then they start yelling, hey, man, gator, gator. <laughs> and they, then you see the guy, he's just kind of looking around and then he sees it. He's like, oh, <laughs> and he starts freaking out. And he starts swimming and and screaming, and the guys controlling it are saying, "Hurry, hurry! It's catching up." <laughs> <laughs> and the, <Nice>. But <clears throat> the best part is his buddy who's on the shore and uh, starts throwing rocks at the gator head, <laughs> and he think the, the, they're they're thinking this whole thing is real, dude. And when the gator the gator gets close to his his friend in the water, uh-huh. and this his buddy this guy on the who's on the shore, his friend throwing rocks, he must be an amazing friend, and he proves it here. Because uh, his buddy jumps off the ledge in an attempt to give the alligator head a picture-perfect Randy Savage elbow drop. Oh, <laughs> like, it, it was a good-looking elbow drop. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah! <laughs> But so yeah, he like elbow drops the water pretty much because it's just the head. <laughs> and then you see their faces, and then he starts. They both start trying to. It's like they're trying and they're failing to climb up. <laughs> <laughs> but the, then you hear. Then the guys behind the bushes are just laughing their asses off, obviously. <laughs> but the panic on their faces is so pure. It's a great video there, and there's actually there's a couple of them, but uh, that guy is. Uh, great friend to just Randy Savage elbow drop a gator yeah. to save his buddy. Yeah. Dude, I wonder if I wonder if the guys, you know, when they find out at the end if he's like, fine, I'm just gonna go Randy Orton on you guys then, you know, the tricksters. I'd, I'd be so mad. Be like, what the? Randy Orton tricksters? No, I'm, you go Randy Orton on the tricksters okay. instead of the alligator. What, and just go you know, RKO everybody? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if uh, everyone, listeners, if you want to have a good laugh after watching the shaman get killed, <laughs> watch this video. And this video has like over 22 million views, too. Oh, wow. It's like a <laughs> cup of coffee. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our last story. Well, now that we're talking about gators, this is a gator story. And this story is a sad one and one a lot of people are probably aware of. Let's go to June 2016 and we are going to Orlando, Florida. Hmm. It has to be in Florida. Yeah. Well, with gators, most likely. Yeah. Uh, let's meet a boy. He is only two years old. His name is Lane Thomas. Graves. Holy hell. I can't. I couldn't read my writing. That was a long pause. It sure was. <laughs> pause for effect. The last name is important. And his name is Lane Thomas Graves. Lane and his parents, uh, Matt and Melissa, they are on vacation. They're coming from, ne- they're from Nebraska uh, and in Orlando, so it's obviously a Disney vacation. They are staying at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. So on the evening of June 15th, Matt and Melissa took Lane down. Uh, They took him to the outdoor area of the hotel uh, because they're going to be playing a movie there Hmm. in the outdoor area. They're playing Zootopia. (laughs) Pretty fitting. A little foreshadowing there. (laughs) I like Zootopia. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're playing Zootopia on the big screen. Lane and other children are playing and building sandcastles on a little beach area that's kind of uh, around a man-made lagoon. Hmm. Now, around the lagoon, there are signs that say no swimming, but no signs warning of gators. The lagoon isn't ideal for gators, so there hasn't been much worry in the past. Hmm. But you can you can bet there's worry now, and there's gator signs up now. Hmm. 
On this evening, it's noted that at least two people alerted hotel staff about seeing one or more gators in the lagoon. Hmm. Wow. One South Carolina Carolinian tourist went Carolinian whatever to tell an employee about the seeing a gator on his way to on his way back to the outside area to tell everybody and to warn the children who are only in ankle high water and on his way back he hears screams oh other than that, there was no indication of a gator nearby. And then Matt, who is only a few feet away from his son, heard a splash, which he thought was a fish. He looked over and saw his son bent over the water and saw the gator grab Lane, biting down on his head and his neck. Oh... Uh, the father, Matt, jumps into the water and tries to open the gator's mouth, but it injured his hands while he's trying mm. and then took off with his son. Oh, wow. A witness said he saw Matt grabbing his son's legs to pull him free, but the gator, who was believed to be around seven to eight feet, pulled the boy farther out and then underwater. Oh, the boy's body wasn't recovered for another 16 hours. See. And the boy only had wounds from the initial attack. So they, they didn't try to eat him or anything huh. for some reason. But they did drown. Hmm. Poor Lane. Uh, that's extremely sad. Yeah. I mean, we've all... You've heard this story. Have you heard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people in America... This was national was news. Pretty popular, yeah. In back when it happened. But, man, could you imagine being the parents and... Oh, I don't so want to. So close yeah. and... Even Matt... Give Matt credit. He tries to fight yeah. to get him back, but they're... With uh, crocodile or alligators, there's just not much you can do. No. Yeah, Unless that's a, tough. Yeah. I was going to say, unless it's a Randy Savage elbow drop. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the time for laughs, Dave. <laughs> oh, this yeah. A, this is a sad story. That's true. But after that, authorities went on a hunt for the cold-blooded killer. They found three gators in the area that fit the profile, and they were killed. Gee, all three of them, huh? Even though they know it was only one? Well, how would... That's well, they could have done a lineup or something, you know? That's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, though. They all have to yeah, pay the price. Yeah, you know? it is. That's true. It really is. And while there is no 100% way to know which gator it was, authorities were confident they caught the killer one because they, they were the only ones in the area. Mm, yeah. And gators normally don't go far from a kill. Even oh, if, okay. Like, they don't have to go far. They just kind of sink down lower in the water yeah. a lot of the times. So, I mean, you can't see them, so. Yeah. Now, a surprising thing, one of the, probably the most surprising thing about this whole story is that Matt and Melissa opted not to sue Disney. Hmm. Pretty, I mean, normally you would think instantly, oh, they're getting sued. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Matt and Melissa seem like good people, and instead of suing Disney, they start they start a foundation called the Lane Thomas Foundation that supports families of children seeking an organ donation. Oh, okay. Did you think I was going to say I families think. of children are killed by alligators? Enemies of parks, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a, like a small list of that, but yeah. it's for organ donations. Oh, okay. Um, and then one year after the attack, Disney erected a statue in honor of the boy. Hmm. Kind of a lighthouse statue. I don't. I didn't. Hmm. Never got a saw a picture, but it's at the hotel. Interesting. And since the attack, Disney has obviously added signs and barriers warning guests of the large reptiles and stepped up in their alligator removals after Lane's death. Mm. Even if they remove them, though, they'll, just, they'll come back. Mm. The, something will always come back. I mean, that's... It's gators. If, if you there's live so in that many. territory, you know better. It's like, if there's a body of water, you don't go in it there. It's it's, it's a given. Well, there's something there. There's always that's something That's what we think, them. but we're, we're not accustomed to that, so... Yeah, I mean, they were from Nebraska, so they wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the hard part about the, res, you know, 
people coming into a resort like that, they wouldn't know. But no, well, of course, locals. Nobody they, they knew know. that these gators would be on the Disney property. It, it, a big body of water. You, you just yeah, you, that's what you that's don't what, go in. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would think too. Yeah, uh, we we do have uh, listeners in Florida and down south. Uh, if you have any cool gator stories, please share it with us or enlighten us on some of your knowledge. Yeah, and what it's like. Like Dave, you said you had a buddy who would go water skiing. Yeah, there. And, well, and it's true, yeah. gators aren't as dangerous as crocodiles, mm-hmm. but still, yeah, right? I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard enough time knowing there's just fish in a lake that might <laughs> nibble at my toe or something. I Dave think Dave uh, thinks yeah, the shark's gonna, gonna get water. him at all times. God, yeah, anything. I just <laughs> dark water. I freak out. I don't know. I just don't do well. All right, but not to end this story on too sad of a note. In September, Matt and Melissa had another boy. Hmm. They named him Christian, and they ha- they also have a little girl uh, that was around when Lane was around. But they never in the articles they never said anything about her, so I don't hmm. know how old she was. But she's still, I think, she's a little girl. Uh, and the couple says that Lane's loving spirit is watching over his brother and sister. Hmm. But that is the tragic Disney Gator incident. Yeah, that's crazy. And Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Okay. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode and enjoyed our coverage, our series of Crocs and Gators. And uh, I'm sure this isn't the last we talk about them. I'm sure of that. We will. We still have to do a saltwater croc episode, mm. which, I mean, they've killed more than anybody. Uh, and we still have to do a Black Cayman episode. I promised oh, everybody that. Yeah. So I don't know when we're going to do them, but they're down the line. And don't be surprised to hear about them in any of our our recent attack episodes that we do every two months, because I'm sure they're going to come up again. Yeah. Um, so as for as for next week, we are back to me not knowing what to cover yet. <laughs> so next week, it, as of now, it's going to be a surprise. I I haven't decided on what we're going to cover. Like I was thinking, we're up to 41 episodes. We still haven't covered some of the main things. Ooh, we haven't you- covered lions. Oh yeah, and I, I, I want the the, um, the Savo story. Yeah, um, that's going to be. I've been wanting to do that. We haven't covered wolves. Hmm. We haven't covered hippos. Haven't covered rhinos. Haven't covered elephants. Haven't covered leopards, cougars, uh, grizzly. We did bears, but we you haven't stopped. You're making it sound like we haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what's good because we have so much more to do, Dave. That's true. We're almost we're pushing a year into it, and we still have so much more to cover. Yeah. <sighs> and. So, uh, I don't know what we're doing next week, but for the following week, it's going to be another one of our recent oh, all right. uh, animal attacks and stories. And I've got some good stories for that one. We are going to cover the lady who tried to take a selfie with a jaguar at the Phoenix Zoo. Oh. So, we'll get to make fun of her. And I also just found a hippo story. Mm. And I also just found a strange, this is a strange one, of a cassowary. What's That's the uh, large flightless bird. Hmm. Uh, native to like Australia and New Guinea. Huh. But uh, a cassowary just killed a guy. Wow. So, hey, that's good news for us. <laughs> it's good news when somebody dies by an animal for us. Yeah. So that, that'll, be a, that'll be a good episode. So let's wrap it up. Dave, if our listeners enjoy the show and want to contribute, what can they do? Subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, tell us something you like or don't like. No, don't say anything you don't like. Oh, no, we, what are you talking about? You can thrive off of negative negativity. Dave, we want five stars, okay? Okay, five stars. Only five stars. <laughs> Or else, or else Matt's gonna come and uh, pull a uh, Randy Savage <laughs> on elbow you. drop on you. Yeah, you can give us you can give us five stars and then say something you want us to improve on if you'd like, <laughs> or an email, yeah. or give us uh, ideas give it, for the episode. It's five stars. Just give it five stars. <laughs> and, not uh, four, not six, five. Exactly. And if you don't use iTunes, then whatever platform you use, give us a review, or you can even go to our Facebook page and do one there. Leave us a review there. 
the reviews just they actually really help on just getting noticed and gaining more attention gaining more listeners and they actually do mean something as I've been yeah. reading about recently so they really do help out and it means a lot so please do that for us and yeah. also if you want to be even more of an awesome person you can become a producer of the show and by donating that would be more than wonderful uh, I like I, I work really hard on putting everything together and any donations would be greatly appreciated and any money is just going to go right back into the podcast anyway I've I just like I said I've got some new books that we're going to do so ooh, maybe we're going to do a Jim Cor- another Jim we got to do another Jim Corbett yeah. episode real soon uh, that's yeah. that's one of our highest hit episodes both of them mm. that was episode 20 and 21 so we're overdue for another Jim Corbett so yeah. I'm going to get reading on that and uh, there's a uh, a leopard story he's got that's going to be really cool. Oh, all right. And then there's a bunch of more tiger stuff so I'm going to get on that. So okay. we'll, hopefully we'll have an, a Jim Corbett episode soon. But yeah, any of the money just goes right back in the podcast anyway. And the way you can do that is on PayPal. You can find us by our email forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or you could go to my account on Venmo Matthew-Hamilton-51 This is all in the description below as well So you can There's no excuses Just kidding (laughs) (laughs) But also remember If you or someone you know Has a cool animal related story You'd like to share with us And maybe we can share later on the pod There's still a couple that We need to share I've got a Hmm. few stories Okay Uh, And hopefully yeah, If anybody in like the south Or Florida or Louisiana If you have a good gator story Yeah definitely hit us up with one I would definitely like to hear it Maybe we can share it later but um, you can hit us up, uh, communicate with us, ask us a question, suggested episode idea. That's another thing that we want from you. Uh, feel free to at any time to email us, or you can do it on Facebook as well. And also, recommend the show to family and friends. Help build us up. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, uh, anywhere podcasts are found, all the ones we need to be on. Anything to add, Dave? No, I'm good. Uh, I'm kind of afraid to ask, but, uh... Chitor, do you have anything to say? Man, why did you guys tell such sad stories? You guys are a couple jabronis. Well, sorry, I mean... What were you expecting? Yeah, it was crocodiles and gators, man. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Anyway, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye.